Okay, I want to talk about prayer this morning. I want to continue in that vein of prayer. Um, And today I want to talk about the importance of daily prayer or persistence in prayer. We spent the last couple weeks talking about prayer of relationship, that is the prayer that Jesus prayed. Clearly, I believe that his biggest emphasis for himself was developing a relationship as a man that he was, Though he was a son of God, he was still the son of man, and he had to develop a relationship and maintain a relationship with his father. And that's why he prayed as much as he prayed, and I believe that was one of his main focuses was relationship. We, talk, we spent a whole week talking about that. And then the next week we talked about how important it is that we protect the relationship that we have. Jesus had to protect it. It was very obvious that Jesus had a relationship with his father. And we, we use this passage in John chapter 5. I don't have it up on the screen for you today, but verse 19 says, Jesus gave them this answer that very truly I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees his father doing because whatever the father does, the son does also. For the father loves the son and, and shows him all he does. Obviously, Jesus was, his relationship was so close to his heavenly father that he could do what his father did, and that's what he did. He only did the things that, that his father instructed him to do. If Jesus was so dependent on his heavenly father, how much more should I be dependent on the heavenly father? If Jesus could do nothing on his own, why do I think I can? Or why do you think you can? Why do you think this church can? That's why we need to pray. That's why we need to come together and seek the face of the Father and seek His will and seek His direction. So that's what we talked about the last couple of weeks. And today I want to talk about more on the, the how-tos of developing this relationship and then how important it is that we protect this relationship just as Jesus did. How do we do this? Well, it's very simply, we do it through prayer. We protect prayer by praying. We protect our relationship by spending more time with the person that we want a relationship with. That makes sense physically. It makes sense with your spouse or your friend, whoever it is, that if you want a good relationship with that person, you spend as much time as you can with that person. And you develop that relationship. So today I want to focus more on on the issue with prayer Um, Because I I really believe in my heart of hearts that this is an area that we really struggle with. I mean, I've been alive for 58 years, uh, been around church all of my adult life, all of my young life, and um, yet prayer is, I believe, one of the biggest things that people struggle with. We have a hard time submitting ourselves into a heart of prayer. And maybe we don't fully understand prayer. Maybe that's part of the battle. So I, I want to talk a little bit more about that today and that hopefully I'm, I'm praying that my heart, my relationship with the Lord is going to get deeper and deeper every day. And as I get deeper every day as a pastor, and I would hopefully lead this church into a deeper relationship with the Lord, as you would get deeper with the Lord, we all would go deeper together. But we're not going to get there unless we make the journey. It's a journey. It's a process. It's not just a flip of the switch. It is a process, and it is a, a process of diligence and a process of persistence. Let's just 
let's just be honest for a minute here. And I think that's always the best policy. Um, I think we all are striving to live a life different than the culture. We live in a world that's very um, ungodly today. And even for those that profess godly living, um, there's probably not a lot of fruit in a lot of the world that we see today. It's confusing, to say the least. So if we're really going to be different, we need to do something to make ourselves different. But we need to do it for the right reasons. I mean, I don't want to be different just to be different's sake, because that could be prideful. And that's not going to be pleasing to the Lord. So there's no pride here. This isn't an issue. I'm going to be different so I can be better. No, that's not the point. The point is we want to be different so that we can be ministers to a, to a broken world, that we can have a heart for the lost, that we truly can want people's lives to be changed, that we can see people that are hurting become healed, physically, emotionally, spiritually. So the different for the, for, is for the, not just for different sake, but we want to be powerfully different so that we can change the lives of people eternally, change them for the better. I really want people to see Jesus in me, and I want people to see Jesus in this church. I want people to recognize the fact that the people that go to Center Point Assembly truly are loving people because they love Jesus. Does that make sense? I, I want to be... I, I want the enemy to know who I am in Christ. I want the enemy to shudder when this church comes into session. When you walk into the room, I want the enemy to say, ooh, there's a godly man in the room. There's a godly woman in the room. I, I don't want to be like the seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish priest that's read about in Acts number, chapter 19. In fact, let's go to that. Acts chapter 19, beginning at verse 13. It says, some Jews who went around driving out evil spirits tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who were demon-possessed. They would say, in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, I command you to come out. Seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, were doing this. One day the evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know and Paul I know, but who are you? <laughs> Not a good place to be. If a demon's going to speak to you that way, you better start running really fast. Because the demons knew Jesus, and they knew about Paul, who also believed in Jesus. But what happened to these men? Look at verse 16. Then the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them and overpowered them all. He, be he gave them such a beating that they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. You see... Demons do not have to respond to me as a person. So what? Who, who am I? I'm, I'm nothing in relationship to them as a spiritual being. So if I'm going to go about this in my own goodness and my own works, I'm really on dangerous territory. But the difference between Paul and Jesus and the sons of Sceva were in the relationship that Paul and Jesus had with God the Father. See, Jesus in his manhood, think about this, and I'm, I'm, I don't think lightning's going to strike me here, but Jesus in his manhood could not drive out the demons. 
It was as Jesus was in relationship with his Father that he had the authority to drive out the demons. And we have that same ability. We have that same opportunity, that same privilege to have that same level of relationship that Jesus had with his Father that when we walk into a room, not because it's me or you, but it's because of Jesus in you and me that when we walk into the room, the demons are going to scatter. That's the power of the relationship that I want to have. And I think most of us in this room want to have it as well. The thing that was different between the lives of these men was the time they spent in prayer. Not in what they professed, it's what they did. That's what we need to do. We need to spend time in prayer. That's why it's so important that we spend time in prayer. An author named Robert uh, Verlarde, um, he wrote a book called Conversations with C.S. Lewis. And in this book he says, prayer is a relationship wherein we humbly communicate, worship, and sincerely seek God's face, knowing that he hears us, loves us, and will respond, though not always in a manner we may expect or desire. Prayer can encompass confession, praise, adoration, supplication, intercession, and more. That's what I want to talk about. What is prayer? What it is? What, what is it that we can do that is going to make us into that woman or man that is going to be relevant and powerful in the kingdom? Why is daily prayer, why is persistent prayer so important? Well, Scripture references intentional prayer over 250 times. And I'm going to go after, I'm going to, we're going to go through every, two, every verse, 250 of them. Are you ready? I'm just kidding. Almost that many. But why is persistent prayer that important? Well, I, I want to talk about four reasons. Four things that persistence daily prayer does for us. Number one, it gives us an opportunity to share our life with God and express our gratitude. The second thing it does is it provides the opportunity to confess our sins and asking for help to overcome our daily bad habits. Number three, Daily prayer is an act of worship and obedience. And then number four, daily prayer is a way of keeping us humble and acknowledging who really is in control of everything in our life. So let's go back. Let's talk about these. Number one, it, daily prayer, persistence in prayer, gives us the opportunity to share our life with God and express our gratitude to Him. Now, life is moving relatively quickly for us. And when I have the opportunity to spend time with prayer or in, in prayer with, with, with the Father, it gives me an opportunity to keep him updated on my life. It's not that he's not keeping updated on my life. It's just that it gives me an opportunity to, to share my concerns with him. And it's important that we share our concerns. It's important that we share our gratitude. It's important that we take the effort of reaching out to him. Um, the prophet Jeremiah says in 33, chapter 33, it says, Call to me, started, this is in verse 3, Call to me and I will answer you, this is the Lord, and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. But we have to call out to him. We have to take the effort to call out to God and then the Lord will answer. But he's waiting for us. He's a gentleman and he's waiting for us to invite him in. He's waiting for us to invite him into our lives. We need to keep that, um, that, that persistence in our, in, our, in our mind that we need to be continually asking 
and seeking for daily wisdom and that we can recognize that God is waiting patiently for us. Maybe that's hard for us to appreciate, that God's waiting for us. That God is actually waiting for us to make the first move. He's waiting for us to call out to Him and ask so that He can answer. He can't answer if we don't ask. I don't know about you, but if I always appreciate more when somebody gives me their advice is when I ask for it first. <laughs> How many times do people want to tell you what to do and you didn't ask? <laughs> well, God's not going to be rude. He's going to wait for us to ask. And then we need to make sure that we step out. James chapter 4, verse 8, Come near to God and He will come near to you. Come near to God and He will come near to you. Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 through 11, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who do what? Ask him. We have to ask him. And he's going to be faithful. See, we need to stay in a position that we can receive. And we stay in that position by asking. We stay in that position by being persistent in our prayer life. And then we ask him. It's not hard. It just takes time. It just takes time. Having a daily prayer life gives us the reminder of how good God is. First Chronicles chapter 16, verse 34. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Psalm 9, verses 1 through 2. I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonderful deeds. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing the praises of your name, O Most High. That's why we need to come. When we come into praise and worship, it's important that we take the time corporately to use our voice. Yes, the Lord can read my mind. I get that. But you know, when I have an opportunity to sing and praise, and though I'm not a real good singer, you know, the Lord appreciates my efforts. He appreciates it when I take the time and take the effort to sing to Him. It doesn't do a whole lot of good when I come into a setting and I don't put myself in position to receive. I put myself into position to receive by me getting into a position to receive by speaking, by asking, by singing, by praising, by raising my hands if I can, or whatever that, that bodily expression is. So it's important that we remember that our attitude of praise and thanksgiving to God is very, very much appreciated by Him. I don't think we can really appreciate how much He appreciates it. I don't think we can really grasp the fact that He's really wanting us to say thank you. Thank you. He's really wanting us to praise Him because it puts us in proper relationship. The second thing that persistent prayer does, it provides the opportunity to confess our sins and ask for help to overcome our daily bad habits. Now, I don't, maybe you don't have any daily bad habits, but I have a few. And I have a few that I struggle with. And I have a few that I have found that the closer I stay to Jesus, the harder it is to do bad habits. The closer I stay in relationship to the Father, the harder it is for me to maintain my, my bad attitude or my grumpy nature or whatever it is. 
And this is where this is really important in the life of a Christian, that we recognize that being in relationship with the Lord is giving him opportunity to help us clean up our life. Now, you don't have to clean it up first and come to him. But rest assured, he will clean you up. He will clean you up because there is no sin in heaven. There is no um, bad habits in heaven. So if you think you're going to get to heaven with a bad habit, then you're not putting yourself in position to be cleaned up. He will clean you up. He will do it as we allow him to, as we continue to put our position, our, our life in position to do that. And this is where the enemy sneaks in and destroys. He comes in one little sin at a time, one, one, little, um, one little doubt, one little bad habit, one little thing at a time. The enemy will just sneak in and steal, and he'll continue to do that until he can destroy. You know, if I go a few days without prayer, it may, need, it may not seem like a big deal. But you know, when I'm into the habit of praying and I miss a day or two of prayer, it really does impact me. It really does make me feel out of relationship, out of sorts. And you know, if I go too many days like that, you know how our conscience works. You know how the human nature works. And all of a sudden, I'm totally out of it. And if I'm out of that, how hard is it to come back into it later? You see, and that's, that's the difficulty of, of, of letting ourselves um, slide too many times. Too, we, we, we give ourselves too many breaks, thinking that, well, God understands. God still loves me. Well, yes, he still loves you. But he's still asking you to do the asking. He's still waiting for you to reach out to him, right? And so it's important that we help to protect that relationship. We don't want to give the devil a foothold. We don't want to give the devil any opportunity in our lives to uh, break the relationship in any way, shape, or form. David knew that, and he knew it well. And he, he tells us in Psalms chapter 32 at verse 5, he says, Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Therefore, let the faithful... Pray to you while you may be found. Prayer is part of our confession. Prayer is part of our repentance. Prayer is part of saying, Lord, clean me up. It, it's confessing the sins that the Lord already knows anyways. <laughs> I'm not hiding anything from him. So it's better off that I just go to him and say, Lord, I'm struggling in this area. I'm struggling here. And part of my prayer time today is asking you to help me. How do I figure it out? How do I get over this? I don't want to hide anything from you, God, because I can't. So how do I do this? See, when I can get that into my mindset, that it gives me an opportunity and it gives me so much more opportunity to walk in peace with the Lord, that I'm not trying to um, fool him. I'm not trying to convince him. I'm not trying to convince myself. <laughs> I'm just being honest before the Lord. Again, Robert uh, Verlarde, the, the author I just spoke about, he says, daily prayer time is a great place to unburden one's self from the debilitating effects of sin. So often, Christians walk around with unconfessed sin that hinders our personal relationship with Jesus Christ when we should humbly submit ourselves and ask for forgiveness in prayer. That unconfessed sin is a deal breaker. It is a relationship breaker. You may not think it's a big deal, 
that little thing that you, that little sin you have that you're protecting, whatever it is, you may not think it's a big deal, but it is a deal breaker because I can't be holy in front of a holy God when I have unconfessed sin. And God responds to the heart of submission. He responds to a heart that is submissive. We see this in the life of Jesus. Turn in Hebrews chapter 5. Hebrews chapter 5, beginning at verse 7. During the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered up prayers and petitions with fervent cries and tears to the one who could save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverent submission. This is Jesus, the man, praying to God in reverent submission. Son though he was, he learned obedience from what he suffered, and once made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him. Jesus had to learn obedience through suffering. He had to come to the Lord, his Father, in tears and fervent cries. It was effort. He put effort into his prayer life. There's something wrong with our Christianity. We have, our, we have an easy believism to say that we can be Christians and be easy. It doesn't take effort. It doesn't take work. Well, I'm telling you, it takes work. It takes effort. It takes daily persistence. If I'm going to have a relationship with our Father in heaven, I need to be persistent in prayer on a daily basis. I need to constantly go to him and, 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 and just cry out. Psalm 139 is a great verse to memorize. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there be anything wicked within me and lead me in the way of everlasting. Pray that on a regular basis. Say, Lord, search me, know me, test me. Make it known to me so that I can fix it, so that I can take it before you and submit it to you, and I can ask for forgiveness. Daily in prayer is that important that if I don't have persistence in my prayer life, my relationship will be broken. And a broken relationship is not a powerful relationship. Number three, daily prayer life is an act of worship and obedience. Kind of goes along with what we just talked about. First Thessalonians chapter 5, 16 through 18. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Simple verse to memorize, simple verse to speak, but man, it's not so easy to do. <laughs> Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. See, to rejoice means to cheer, celebrate, exalt, delight, to be pleased about, to rejoice. We are to do these things on the basis of our relationship we have Jesus with, that we have with Christ, even when the things aren't so good, I'm still to rejoice. I know, it's getting kind of hard, but that's what we're supposed to do. We're to pray continually. Actually, it means to be in a constant form or a state of communication with God. See, he becomes the filter I pass things through. Praying continually is not with my head bowed and my eyes closed and saying the Lord's Prayer, you know, 24 hours a day. That's impractical, and that's not what we're talking about. It's not what Jesus is talking about. We don't see that in the life of Christ at all. Christ had a very, uh, very relevant life, and he could deal with his disciples on a very relevant basis, but he was always in a constant level of prayer, meaning that his filter was always on. Everything that passed through his mind was in a, went through the filter of prayer, the filter of communication with God. Am I commun do, 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 do What's going through my mind, do I want God to see it? Do I want God to know it? Do I want him to know what I'm thinking? Do I want him to know what I'm about to speak? 
Do I want him to um, be aware of what I'm about to do? See, if any of those things are not something that I would want to share with the Lord, then why am I doing it? Then why am I thinking it? Then why am I allowing my mind to go there? Because he sees it anyways. Whether, or not, whether I want him to or not, he sees it anyways. Those are relationship breakers. So when I say pray continually, what it means is I'm in an attitude of prayer. My filter is on all the time. And what's going through my mind, I know God is seeing it. And if I, do I want him to be proud of what I'm thinking about? Or am I going to be embarrassed about it? These are just good questions. These are good things for us to realize that when I'm going through my daily life, when I'm having my thought life, when I'm daydreaming or whatever I'm doing, I need to know that the Lord is knowing my thoughts anyway, so what am I doing about it? That's what it called. That's praying continually. That's what prayer is, a communication with God, is just keep the filter on. Then giving thanks in all circumstances. See, being thankful and giving thanks can be difficult at times, but I need to know that the Lord always has the bigger picture in mind. He always has the bigger picture in mind, no matter what I'm going through in the moment. Therefore, I can give thanks in all circumstances. Because if I'm living for Him, rest assured that He is going to allow the things for my betterment to happen in my life, even if they're hard. It's for what I need to have. It's because it's perfecting me. Romans 12, 12, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. That's what it's about. Affliction, we don't like those words, but yet it is the thing that keeps us in relationship with the Lord when I'm keeping even the afflictions, I'm keeping my heart pure before him. James, 1 and, James chapter 1, verse 2 and 4, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces, produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. That's the kind of prayer life that we're to have. And that leads us to the fourth point. Daily prayer is a way of keeping us humble and acknowledging who really is in control of our lives. When I'm constantly keeping my heart tuned in with the Lord, it keeps me humble. It makes me realize that I know He's in control. It's not about me anymore. It's not about my in, enjoying the moment at any cost. It's about knowing that he gives me grace because I'm a humble person, because I strive to be humble in everything I do. James chapter 4, verses 6 through 8, but he gives us, grace, but he gives us more grace. That is why scripture says, God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come near to God, and he will come near to you. Humble yourselves, verse 10, humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. You know, when the Lord lifts you up, nothing can knock you down. Recognize that. When the creator of the universe lifts you up, you're in pretty good hands. But if I'm going to lift myself up by my bootstraps, thinking that I'm going to stand, I'm ripe for failure. I'm ripe for discouragement. So I humble myself. I say, Lord, forgive me. Again, forgive me. And I want you to lift me up. And when I know that the Lord will lift me up, that is having humility 
in a submiss submissive attitude to God, drawing near to Him at the same time. And when I do those things, the enemy has no choice but to flee. Because in my, in my humbleness, in my humility, God is powerful. Because God's coming to the rescue. He's the white knight on a white horse. And the devil sees him coming and he's fleeing because he knows his day is about to end. That's the kind of relationship I want to have. That's the relationship that I want the Lord to have in this church. That we come together, we come together humbly, we come together before the Lord in a submissive attitude. We're not coming boastful. We're not coming to look at me, look how good, look how good we are, none of that nonsense. We come and say, Father, I am coming to you in a reverent submission of praise and worship. And I know that you are in control of all things. And I just submit my life to you. I submit my church to you. I submit my finances to you. I submit my health to you. I submit my family to you. All these things, I lay them at your feet. But then we can do as Paul told the Ephesians in chapter 4, beginning at verse 1, as a prisoner for the Lord. Then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There's no strife there. There's no anxiety there. There's no jealousy there. There's no um, putting yourself on top of anybody else there. No, that's coming together. That's, that's serving each other. That's being submissive to each other. Husbands, wives, church members, husband, or, uh, sons, daughters, whatever. It's as we keep our relationship with God on this basis, on a daily basis, that we're to stay humbly in step with Him. It's not hard. It's just something we have to do. I think part of the problem that I have in my prayer life, and maybe you do too, is that sometimes I confuse the source of, who the, of where the answers come from. Maybe I get confused because maybe I think I have to be the source. If I can't figure it out, how can I give it to God? <laughs> like I have to figure it out for God because God can't figure it out either. So until I'm able to figure it out, I can't pray about it. Now I know that sounds silly, but how many times has that stopped us from praying? How many times has that stopped you from believing? Because I can't see how God's going to get glory in this situation. I can't see how he's going to heal my knee or heal my back or heal this cancer or deliver me financially. If I can't see how it's going to happen, if I can't see where the money's going to come from, if I can't see where the healing's going to come from, then I really can't pray about it because I don't, then I'm putting too much pressure on God and I, I'm, I'm putting him on the spot. And I'm, you know, do you see the devil there? Do you see how the devil is just laughing at us when we believe that nonsense? When God says, I will lift you up, he will lift you up and nothing's going to knock you down. That's pretty powerful if I can just get that. And I get that through a persistence in my daily prayer life. I don't get that when I'm sporadic. I don't get that when I miss a week at a time. I don't get that when I say, well, God, I'm too busy this week. I'm not, I don't have time to come and pray. I'm, I'm really busy, so I'm gonna, I'll catch you in the flip-flop you know, type of thing. See, if that's, the, if that's my prayer life, then I'm on the flip-flop. <laughs> if that's where I'm coming from, then how can he respond? How can I, I'm not even asking him on a consistent basis. Man, the Lord's really teaching me some things here about prayer. Jackie, would you come? See, the secret to a powerful, powerful Christian is a man or a woman that maintains daily relationship with the Lord. Daily relationship with the Lord. That's the secret. 
If I don't have daily relationship, then I have no power. I, I have no authority. I have no strength. It's time for us to stop trying to do that. Stop trying to live a life on your own power. Let's agree together to do that. Let's agree together that we're going to come in union together and we're going to be accountable to each other, that we are going to ask the Lord for his wisdom and his strength. And, and if I keep myself as close to Jesus as I can, and if I can keep that constant filter on, knowing that my filter is everything that goes through my mind is going to go through the mind of Christ, that will just help me so much in my prayer life. It will help me so much in protecting my relationship with the Lord and encouraging that life to get stronger. I know it's difficult to do sometimes because I know that we're stressed in some areas. But this morning, I just want to encourage us this morning. And I want to practice together that we would come and just allow the Lord to truly have His way in our heart. I don't think any of us here really want to have our will over the Father's, do we? I mean, your best idea, how good do you think it is? My best plan, how good do I, do I think it really is? When I know that the Lord has got so much more, Andrea said it earlier, that if the Lord conquered death, then he could conquer anything in my life. If he conquered death, then my problems are small. I just have to come to him and ask. I just have to seek him on a regular basis. I have to put him first in all areas of my life. And when I do that, I'm putting myself in position to receive. That's how we become powerful. I need to put the source in Jesus. And that same relationship he had with his father, I can have with my father as well. Let's pray. Father, I just come to you in Jesus' name. And Lord, I just need your power and I need your authority. So Lord, I just come to you and I humbly ask you to give me your wisdom. That you would share with me, Lord, what you would have me to know for this day. That I would lay down my ideas. And not that they're bad, but if they're not lining up with you, I don't want them. I don't want anything that doesn't line up with you. So help me to spend my energy and my focus asking you first, what is it that you would have me to do? And then let me chase that. Let me chase what you're putting in my heart to chase. So Father, I know that we're all guilty of it at some point in time in our life, so forgive us of that. And let us focus it on you. And let us celebrate and enjoy all that you have for us because you have so much more if we would just learn to receive it as we ask for it on a daily basis. In Jesus' name, amen. Stand with me. Let's sing this song.
you take the next few minutes would you just come up to the front and can we just exercise that for the next two or three four or five minutes and let's come into his presence and let's really exercise what we just sang about let's sing it again and let's really move into the presence of the lord and let him draw us into his presence you Father, we just come to you now and we just celebrate this. Lord, help us to draw near to you. Help us truly to make that our hearts cry as we go throughout this day today. That we would surrender all of our desires to you. We would submit our heart fully to you today. As our King and our Master, truly as our Lord, we give you ownership and we surrender. And we say thank you for being the God that will lift us up, never to let us fall, never to let us down, always to hold us up, to answer our needs, to provide our needs. Lord, protect the relationship that we have. Protect it, Father, from the enemy. 
And I pray blessings over everyone here this morning, that you would protect them, that you would go with them, that you would provide blessing upon blessing. Lord, you would send your angels over them and guard their hearts, guard their relationships. Fulfill their needs, Father. Give them the desires of your heart. We celebrate that. We worship your name. In Jesus' name.